Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! with you on a Monday morning. It's just Monday. We're not we're not doing victory. There was no, nothing was won today. This just Monday. So late late Sunday, but no, we're not going to go out of our way on this one. Uh, hope you guys are having had a great weekend. I uh, hope you're having a good Monday so far. We uh, always appreciate you guys tuning in, no matter where you tune in from, be it at supertalk.fm or any of the millions and millions of podcast locations. That was not set up, by the way. Joel just knew his cue. <laughs> I want to give him credit there. Uh, of podcast locations out there. And, of course, we want to thank our listeners who are serving our country across the world. Give a shout-out to our sponsor over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I did not go get the ice cream. I decided against it. Ah, well, I hope they get me a caramel macchiato ready, because as soon as you and I wrap this up, you're rolling up, on over I'm there. rolling that direction. Because I need a pick-me-up. There you go. I probably should have done that before. I did a I could just, 30 minutes I, of pod. But I could just slap it, you right across the face right now. Huh? Yeah, you could. You then then it would just be lightning, because I'd have to kill you. Oh. Oh, it's just like it's just like that, huh? Just <laughs> Oh, I'm just going to lose, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> all right, we got real live football to talk about. We watched it happen. It occurred in front of our very eyes. I, I saw players throwing an oblong-shaped ball. Egg-shaped almost. Egg-shaped, yeah. yeah. I saw that happen. Yeah, we saw it. And if you want to see it and you haven't already, you can go check out at Sports there, Talk Miss. There, there Plenty also of videos some, up. There are also some extremely large 18- to 21-year-old males out there you know, preparing to protect the said, men throwing the egg-shaped ball. The egg-shaped ball. So let's yeah. talk about the guys throwing those balls. I figure that's what most people that's want. That's what most people want to know. They, if I got any questions, if I've seen anything on online, on social media, on message boards, it's how did Tommy Stevens look? Joel, how did Tommy Stevens look to you? <laughs> He's the starter, no doubt. No, I'm just, I, I, hit, I hit Moorhead. I said I was going to do it. Yeah. First question. You got a, you got a quarterback pick? Let's, let's just see if we got an answer. You know? First off, before we... I don't even know if delve is the right word into this. Um, you have to remember, anybody asking... I had a couple of people ask me on Twitter, you know, who looked the best kind of deal. And I understand the question. People crave information. They want to know who's looking good, who's not looking good. We are literally on the practice field watching them throw the ball for about, what, 10 minutes the yeah. actual throwing part. Yeah. 10 minutes, maybe? 15 to 20. Some, some of that's Logan Burnett and Jalen Maiden and Garrett, Garrett Schrader, too. It's yeah. not like we're just yeah, they're, watching. They're running through the reps. Yeah, so. I mean, everybody's out there playing. Um, so don't take too much, people, please, from any one video that you see on Twitter. Right. From any one anything that you see. Because we literally see 10 minutes of a two-hour-long practice. Um you know that, for instance, one of the things that we saw, Keaton Thompson was running with the ones. Mm-hmm. Garrett Trader was running. Excuse me, not Garrett Trader. Starting something all together. Tommy Stevens was running with the twos. Don't do that. Uh, we we didn't you know get to see much more past that. But later in practice, I mean, they're they're switching it up. They're getting e- equal reps with the ones and the twos. Right. Joe Moore had told us later. So so keep all that in mind. Um, that said, this is. Keep in mind, what we saw was 10 to 15 minutes. Right. The 10 to 15 minutes you and I watched, and you can tell me if you disagree, mm-hmm. although I'm sure you don't, this is 10 to 15 minutes of a 30, you know, two-hour practice, and they're going to have, what, like 30 of these practices for the first game. Right. But in the 10 to 15 minutes that we saw, Tommy Stevens was the more accurate passer. That is accurate. 
I mean, no, no it, and, and it really wasn't close. Yeah. At least when I was watching, it really wasn't. And that, again, I want to say this for the millionth time, was 10 to 15 minutes yeah. of a, a one practice in 30. Incredibly limited sample size that we have. <laughs> it couldn't be any smaller. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought Tommy Stevens looked better throwing the football. Yeah. I'm willing to say that. Now, that's one practice, and we could go out there for practice on today, on Monday, when we go out there, and it could be completely different. And let me also say, Keaton didn't look like trash. No. I mean, it's, it's not like he was out there just heaving the ball 20 yards over people's heads. The ball you know? just more accurate, more it's, on time with Tommy Stevens. In, in, in what we got to see, yes. We may have went inside, and Keaton may have looked better for the next hour and 50 minutes. Right. I don't know. We weren't out there. But for what we saw, Tommy looked a lot more accurate. You know, and that was just that. Um, Can you take anything from that? Not one blooming thing. No. It was them basically getting their feet back wet to practice. They were out there with helmets and shorts. You know, no shoulder pads, no nothing. This was day one of of practice. They've since practiced again. You know, they practiced on Saturday. We, We did not get to see that. Don't know who looked good for 10 minutes or two hours or anything on Saturday. Didn't get to see any of it. But, look, we're going to talk about this for the next month. And I even had some people on on Twitter again hitting me up like, it's Keaton's job, he's been here. Look, Tommy Stevens is going to be the starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. Joe Morehead hadn't said it. Nobody in that building said it. Joel Coleman saying it. Joel T is going to tell you. Tommy Stevens is going to be your starting quarterback unless – he is hurt, yeah, or unless he does something stupid, gets you know. You know what surprised me about Stevens? That's a big kid. I did not. Yeah, I, I mean, you see the the, the weight and, and you see those things, right? But until you see somebody up close, and then you just look at him, you're like, he's the biggest Fitzgerald was. I, that's what I was gonna say. He, it's very Fitzgerald esque. Yeah, but I thought his his the balls that I saw him throw were a little bit more catchable, a little more touch on them. Uh, now you know they didn't they didn't take any real deep shots. You know they threw a couple of deep flag routes, or I don't even know. What they, they changed the names of routes, by the way. I don't know. You know, Morehead did that in the clinic. Called it yeah. a basic. I'm like, that's not an in. We're not calling that a square in anymore. Yeah. So I use it's just a flag route. Where you go like 10, 15 yards, and you cut towards the flag. They threw a few of those, but they didn't throw any deep posts or, or you know verticals or anything like that. So we didn't get a, a look at anybody's arm strength or anything of that nature. I think you sort of know what you have with Keaton with his arm strength. He can, he can throw the deep ball. Stevens will just have to wait and see. But this is where the proof is going to be, though. Because Moorhead said, I'm not concerned about either of these guys from a leadership standpoint. I'm not concerned about either of these guys from a rushing standpoint. I want to see who the better passer is. That's going to end up being Tommy Stevens. If, 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 never mind our limited sample size, what we've seen from both of them in college is any indication. I think that's incredibly fair. Um, you know, I can't wait to get over there today as you listen monday we're going to talk to both of these guys yeah i'm just i'm, I'm just ready to kind of see where their their heads are at you know i mean they're going to say the right things you know it's not like this is going to turn into some ufc fight you know we were talking about it the other day this it, it ain't going to be anything like that but to me and i know it's college football and these kinds of things happen all the time but this is this is a really intriguing battle to me because We've we've said on this show all along that Tommy is going to be the starter, and yet here you do have Keaton, a guy that has a lot of support from a lot of folks that probably you know thought for a long time up right up until 
State started dabbling in the transfer portal a little bit. Probably thought it was going to be his team kind of deal. I don't know. This is just an interesting thing. I, I'm I'm interested to see their comments on this battle and and you know get their thoughts on on, on where everything stands. I, but it is ultimately going to come down to who's the more accurate passer. And look, I'm not basing this like you said on ten minutes of practice. Based on everything we've heard, read, what we've seen in the past, and things, there's I just don't see a path really for Keaton to just flat win the job. Right now, he could be the starter, like I said, because of injury or God forbid, Tommy, like I said, do something stupid. But I just I, I do you see a path for Keaton to outperform Tommy Stevens? All things being equal, unless he becomes a much better passer in the next three weeks, no. No, I mean he has to. He has to improve as a passer, and I don't know. I mean, at this point, you sort of at this point in your career, you sort of are what you are. You know, you could take it. It's a lot easier as we learned last year with Fitzgerald. It's a lot easier to take a step back than it is a step forward. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, we saw. We saw Dak progress as a passer. You yeah. Know, we we saw. I know this is under different coaches. I mean, you saw. <laughs> but I think what we've learned about Dak was that talent was there all along. Yeah. It just got. It sort of was un. un you know, revealed. I mean, Dan Mullen made Chris Relf serviceable. Yeah. I think Keaton Thompson can be serviceable, but can you be good, good enough to win nine? No, I don't think so. I just don't. Um, did anybody else catch your eye first day? I think you and I basically – I stayed with sort of quarterbacks offense, pretty much yeah. the entire time. I did watch receiver, you know, receiving play a little bit. Yeah. and um, I did not realize how – I mean, I, I knew that he was kind of a, a smaller guy, but mm-hmm. Zuber was a little smaller than I thought. Yeah. Like, and then, I mean, he, he's a well-built guy, but just yeah. from a height standpoint. From a height standpoint. That's why he's going to be in the slot, though. So, I mean, that's not a huge deal, I don't think. It's not a huge deal. It's just an observation. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else, what else kind of – this is I, just a general thing. I know we – I mentioned this to you. Look like Malik Deer dropped some LBs a little bit. He, he looked did. like he was in really good shape. He did. I thought looking at Stephen Gidry in the drills I watched him run, he was consistently getting praise. So that's a good thing to me. Michael yeah. Johnson was pretty effusive and like, good job. That's what I want. That's what I want. And he was, you know, he's hard on some, A couple other guys, they would come out of their break and be like, just go back, go back and do it. That's not what I yeah. want. That's not what I want. And Stephen Gidry, basically every play, not only was he getting off the line the way that Johnson wanted him to, He's making the catches down the field. Yeah, as he well. was. And, and Gidry plays, or at least he was the other day in the few moments we watched. With this, a little bit of a swagger and a little bit of a confidence. Well, I mean, he's a wide receiver. That's true. Uh, Wide receivers and DBs, man, they're going to let you hear it. Um, But I don't know, just some of the catches he was making, it seemed like he was extremely comfortable catching the ball at different angles, at different, you know, overthrow, underthrown. You know, he just seemed really, really, I don't know, talented. I mean, I know that we know he's talented, but. You could just see how talented he is. I think he could be a humongous piece for this team this year. And I, yeah. th- I thought that going into last year. But you just got to think a year of of comfort, a year of getting to know this offense better, and uh, and having a better pass and having a better passer. Yeah, I just I, I think that he could be primed for a big year. And I'm not again. It's another thing. I'm not basing that on ten minutes ten of watching minutes. him. But yeah, uh, just all all things considered, I, I think Gidry. He looked good the other day in our brief sample size of seeing yeah. him, and I think he'll continue to do so. I'll take a bigger look at the defense today when we go to practice. Yeah, but I mean, what am I looking at over there, though? You yeah, know, I feel good about that group. You know, Bob Shoes, I feel like he's got that under control. I think Kendall Jones 
practicing a little the other limited. day. And, uh, uh, somebody else was limited, too. I forget who it was. It was Alec Murphy. Alec yeah. Murphy was limited. But, I mean, that's yeah, your King, fourth or fifth running back. King Ani seems like he's going to redshirt. Yeah. Which... Let's let's talk about this uh this graduate transfer punter. Who, by the way, we can talk about the graduate transfer punter. Yeah. Did you know King Ani is his last name? I thought this whole time his last name was Izuchikuwu or whatever. Right. You know, I, and I'm sorry. His last King, name is Ani. His, his la, no, his last name is King Ani. His first name is Izuchikuwu. Whatever. All the recruiting services, all the everything. I was talking to Bill Martin about this the other day. Basically, everybody had had this wrong. For the entire time. His first name is Izichikuwu. I'm learning. And the last name is King Ani. So, whether it's this year or in the years to come, his jersey will say King Ani because that is his last name. It's not quite he hate me, but King Ani is pretty cool to have on I had no idea this was the case. I didn't either until the other day. So, Well, you just broke some news to me. I had no idea. That's interesting. King Ani is his last name. That's his last name. Well, shout yeah. out to that In guy. fact, if you look right now on the Hell State football roster mm-hmm. online, you will see that. You will see they have now corrected it to where it's Izzy Jacoby. What number is he? He is number four, I believe. Yeah, but he's got a weird defensive lineman number. I All think right. it's four. You're going to have me looking this up. Um, any second ask? There it is. Wow. Had no idea. Yeah, so anyway. Hell, I thought King was just his nickname. I I thought his name was Ani Izwaku. His name is, is Izakuwu, and then there's another name, and I forget what the other name is. Uh-huh. There's like four names. Izakuwu okay. something King Ani. See, I thought his name was Ani Izwajkuwu, and King was just his nickname. No, King Ani is his last name. Wow. I, I learned all this, too, and I, I don't, you know. <laughs> I, you know, I was calling him King Ani because I didn't want to pronounce his, the, what is, I've just learned is his first name. Now I can just call him that. That just and saved us a lot of trouble. Him his I'm name. doing it correctly. So I can talk about, you know, so Pickering and King Ani, I'm doing it right. I, that makes my day, to be totally honest with you, because I was looking forward, I was not looking forward to four, four to five years of trying to get that, that name out. Now I'm good. I, I guess on first reference, you know, AP style, you're going to have to write Izzy But What will I ever write about this guy? C- continuing just, on. Just talk about him. Continuing on, yeah. though, you know, the just rest King of your story, just King Ani. King Ani. Okay. Corliss Waitman uh, transferred in the, uh, it was part of the, uh, the I think it was actually an early signee. Signed in December. Uh, went through spring, did he not? I don't I didn't think he did, but maybe well it is sad that we can't remember that. But yeah. I, I long story short that. though, he is no longer on the roster as of this time. Now he's appealing it, but what we have discovered was he applied for a sixth year of eligibility and did not get it. Played in three games as a freshman, was injured, applied for a medical hardship, and from has been denied that that eligibility. So he is no longer on the roster as of this time. Uh, the appeal is ongoing. So I don't want to be cruel or anything, but I never understood why they brought the guy in, to be totally honest with you. Because I thought you had Tucker Day, and he was much better at the end of the year, and you just you, how many punters do you need on scholarship? But they brought him in, but now it looks like he's not going to be here at all. So I guess the, we can scratch punter off as off one the of the position, position battles. battles we need to be worried about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tucker Day, and I, I'm not really sure um, – you know, there was another tra- – Reed Bowman, right? Didn't he, he transfer him from Texas Tech? I, I think he may be a walk-on, though. Reed so. Bowman, yeah. He is uh, a I don't know walk-on. how much of a battle that'll be, but, yeah, at this juncture, since Corliss is apparently, uh, barring appeal, not going to be a part of things, it seems like Tucker Day, congratulations, you're the punter again kind of thing. You know, I, I don't know that it's – I'm sure that, as Joe Morehead always says, he'd tell you depth charts written in pencil, not pen, so you never know what might happen. But, yeah. 
yeah, at this point, I, I do believe that Tucker Day should feel pretty comfortable with his spot. I agree. Um, any other things? Any other notes, news that you, that that you want to talk about from this first practice? Uh, nothing, nothing humongous. I mean, Kareem Walker. Yeah, I'm this sure. Week yeah, I'm sure everybody saw the tweets or stories or whatever. But yeah, Kareem Walker is still not he. I say not here. He, he went on the practice fields with them, and and Joe expected him to be here early this week. Is what Joe said. So had some administrative, academic, something kind of stuff to work out, and they expect him to you know here early this week. So I don't know how much of a role he will play anyway. But there's that info. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't see him playing much of a big role, to be totally honest with you. I mean, he's more of a depth guy than anything, but they expect him this week. All right. So, uh, practice schedule today. We talked to players. Midday. This is, this is sort of weird the way it they've is. got this going. We talked to players in the middle of the day, and then we get pra- practices tonight. So, I don't know if that's what they just want to get the players out of there quicker, I guess, in, in the evening. You know, they don't want to hang around till 9, 10 o'clock talking to us. I, guess, I mean, if that's the case. I get it. It makes sense. But. It's just weird for us. Like, what? And I guess you don't want to practice in the middle of the midday heat either. Although, with State, two of their first three games are going to be played in the midday heat. You think they play some of those those games, but you do have to be careful. And, and you know, I, I get that. So, but you'll see some video from us, or at least from me, at Sports Talk Miss uh, mid afternoon. Like I said, we'll talk to Tommy Stevens and Keaton Thompson, and then practice video tonight around six thirty or so. So be on the lookout. For that, we were on the lookout for a commitment uh, Thursday when we were doing the, sh- the Friday show. It didn't come in, but then it came in later. All right. Uh, as had been long suspected, Tyrus Wheat, linebacker out of Colin Community College, six foot two, two hundred thirty-five pound consensus or composite three star, I should say, over there at twenty-four-seven uh, Sports, has committed the nation's number one rated uh, junior college linebackers. Mississippi State now has the nation's number one uh, defensive end, wide receiver, linebacker, and I think am I wrong here? Let me, let me find the kid. Uh, yeah, uh, offensive guard from the junior college ranks, uh, committed to them. Uh, now 23 commitments for Mississippi State. On the same day where they lost a linebacker commitment, Jacuvian Brown, who, who flipped to Ole Miss, they replaced him with a, a prospect that by 24-7 standards is sort of higher rated. It's sort of interesting. I guess it's just a number of prospects. But Jaquavius Marks is a four-star running back. He's the state's highest rated commitment, right? He's the number 167 player in the country, which, I mean, that's good. I think I'm going to play high school football. And then you have somebody like uh, Tyrus Wheat, Tyus Wheat, Tyrus Wheat, who is the number one linebacker in the country, but he's the number eleven JUCO. It's like, like, and he's a three star at 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 a composite score of eighty seven three, and Marks is a four star at ninety three twelve. Like, how did? How, are there that many more players? I, I I get that there's like a lot of high school football players, but are there that many more than there are in junior college? <laughs> <laughs> that a four star rated that high is one sixty seven, but a the number eleven player in the country is an eighty seven. Like, <laughs> I, I guess you know. I mean, who's who's the number one JUCO player in the country? You get, I, I got myself you know looking at it. He's a cornerback out of Hutchinson Community College named Art Green. He's now I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little research. He he is a four star. He's committed to Tennessee. He is a composite ninety one point one. All right, so then let's. Look at the 
high school rankings and see where he would rank. The number one JUCO player in the country, I mean, he's not going to be in the top 250. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. It's going to take forever. <laughs> he's going to be like the 300th best player in the country. That's really weird. Um, first off, when I look at this, Colin must be pretty damn good because they've got one. It's yeah, been a while. It's been a while. They've got what? Three players signed to Mississippi State or committed to Mississippi State with Davis, uh, Wheat. I'm sorry, four. Dolcine and uh, and Heath. Seems like they might be a favorite in the Mississippi JUCO ranks. You would think. You might. You might think that. Yeah. Um, make sure that kid is committed. Yeah. Yeah. He's at Colin. Yeah. Uh, so they should be pretty good. Might be a year that they can challenge EMCC. I think the new job with Sports Talk Mississippi. I, I, I follow JUCO football a little bit more. It's a little more interesting too. Plus, I got to meet Buddy Stevens last year. That was fun. Um, Twenty-three commitments. We're sort of still at that same spot where we talked about the other day of, you know. Mm, you know what happens if you get some a late push or commitments, or are you basically done at this point? And your JUCO is up to nine. Um, I, I, I guess at the same time, though, if the, the guy who's the number one defensive end, number one receiver, number one guard, number one linebacker, say they want to, play, you can't really turn that down. Yeah, can you, you? you might want to take a shot at that. I mean, unless you're, unless you're Alabama and you've got those guys lined up as high school guys in those same numbers, and you're gonna get them for four years, you don't, you know. You, you you can't really uh, pass on that, can you? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. You've asked me this a couple of times now. Are you is is there concern about that at all? That the fact that you have so many JUCO, it seems like you always direct that question to me. I don't know that I've directed it to you yet. So today seems like a great day for that. There's so many of them. Does it worry you? Concern you? Well, whatever. Like what? And if it does, what's why does it concern you? <laughs> Let's look at it like this. Next year on your defensive line, you've got, you know, at Jones is gone, Autry is gone, Rivers is gone. I think is Fletcher Adams gone? I'm pretty sure he's a he's a senior. Fletcher Adams is gone. So you can bring back Marquis Spencer. You bring back uh Kobe. Kobe Jones. And then you bring back the freshman. Love it, crummity, uh uh Pickering. Yeah. And then the guys who are gonna retro this year, DeMonte. You need some JUCO guys in there. You need some guys who can come in and play immediately. And that's what they're going to have to do, so you need that. Uh, offensive line, you, you don't need a whole lot. You just got the one guy, so I don't have a huge issue with that. Receiver, you need receivers. Gidry's gone. Thomas is gone. Uh, Malik Deer is gone. And then, I mean, you don't really have a whole lot behind them. You know, and you didn't, you didn't, and you didn't get a ton of receivers, in, and Zuber's gone. You, you didn't get a ton of receivers in your last class. You need some Juco receivers. And Heath is a guy you feel pretty confident is going to come in and play right away. Um I don't know if John Carice Patterson is going to be a part of this class. I keep reading that he will not be. Caleb Ducking, I mean, he's six foot five and two hundred pounds. So physically, he's going to have the tools. He plays evidently. Holmes is not the uh, they're not the most prolific offense in the air, but if he's got the frame and he can catch the ball, then you know, getting him the ball shouldn't be the problem. So, I mean, you got to get these guys. This is sort of an indictment on Mullen's last couple of classes. I mean, he just sort of. Didn't do a good job of, of balancing by position. That's why last year you had to sign so many offensive linemen because you had one class where you didn't sign any, and you had one class where you got like one. Uh, now you know now you got what six last year. You're sort of back on track to you know have that. But you you got to you got to keep balance. You can't just sign. And I I, I like to hit on Ole Miss for this, but I'm going to. You can't just sign eight wide receivers because they're four stars to bring your class ranking up. You've got to sign linemen and linebackers and everything else. 
So State, I feel like, is doing a pretty good job of that in this class. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you're an MSU fan and if you're one of my age, you can't help but feel a little gun-shy when you think about that 2001 class and they loaded up on JUCOs uh, because they had not done a great job of recruiting high school kids prior to that. You know, you go back and you look look at that 1990. If you if you can find it, look at that 1999 class. It didn't, you know, how so many high school guys out of that class just did not pan out, and so they they tried to fill the needs with JUCOs, but they didn't get the right ones evidently, and you end up you know with what happened from 2001 to 2003. I don't think that's going to happen again, but at the same time, I mean, I can't I I understand the concern for sure. But it feels like these are going to be talented players. And it feels like JUCO players nowadays are just a little different than they were 10, 15 years ago. It's just, I don't know what that is, but it's just the way that it feels to me. You know, that, that, and, he, and he, the other thing is to remember is some of these guys are probably going to redshirt anyway. Yeah. I won't be surprised if the, the guard redshirts Dolcine. I won't be surprised by that. And then, you know, you've got Devontae McCray, who's got three to play three. And then you've got Trey Lawson and, uh, Trey Lawson has you know played major college football before, so he's got a head start, sort of the same way Montez Sweat did. And who's the other? And then you got this kid Benjamin Key, who I feel is like a, a bit of a project because he's very raw, has only played I think football for a couple of years, but you know, he's six foot five and two hundred ninety pounds, and he, I mean, he he looks the part. So I mean that's a guy you can take a risk on. If you know you redshirt him and see where it goes. So I mean, as long as State staggers things correctly, they're going to be fine. It's just it's just going to take. You know, Mullen, for all the winning he did, he we all know he had his holes in recruiting, and now Moorhead is trying to fill those holes and it sort of put him behind the eight ball with this class a little bit. But I, I would imagine – now, look, if we come back next year and we, at this point there's 10 JUCOs, then the, I, I have some issues. But if it's a one-year stopgap kind of thing because you got to pluck some holes, then I, I understand how you did Yeah. So, all right. Tomorrow's show we will uh, look at – got to figure out which SEC East team we got. I think, I think we're talking about Kentucky. No, tomorrow's our Kentucky show, isn't it? That's that's what we said last week. Yeah, so we'll do it. It's a big blue day. We might have to change that around a little bit because we'll be talking to the talking quarterbacks, to those quarterbacks yeah. and everything. So we'll, we'll we'll get you figured out though. But we'll have our normal preseason topics all week long, uh, and of course reports from practice. And like I said, tomorrow's show we'll talk talk about what we learned from Tommy Stevens and Keaton Thompson and get a little more in depth on the quarterback battle. Guys, have a great Monday. Talk to you again very soon for. Joel T. Coleman. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.